This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, AfterBuzz TV Arrow fans, welcome back. We have the 100th episode. We are in season five entitled Invasion. It's the third of four in a crossover series, so let's get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You know, you know the words, so just sing it. Back time. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Hi, all my buddies. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiajay. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. And we have an extra special guest, so please give a warm welcome and a round of applause to Miss Lucretia Lyon. I'm sorry, I'm the only one um, who could show up in for the crossover, so you're stuck with me again on Arrow this week. (laughs) As usual, uh, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O. In anywhere on the internet since there is only one. But we I haven't like had you persons. on in so long. It's been forever since yeah. I've seen you. You live here. I know. <laughs> she lives here. All right, y'all. Let's talk. I think we're going to have some really diverse opinions on this panel. Okay. I will start by saying that. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of flashy backy moments <laughs> going on. I like them. I like seeing everybody happy. I know you guys, I heard your commentary after the show was over and everyone was super pleased. That's I love my comment. that they flipped the script on this, that for the most part, the episodes, that the episode, wow, off to a great start tonight, you guys. Uh, the footage, for the most part, that we saw was of essentially flashbacks. It was right. this what-if hallucinogenic world, and then it was the real-world stuff that was a little bit and interspersed and far between and essentially functioned as the flashback footage. So... I love it. I love that they flipped the script. I love what they did. I love that they stayed true to the show's conceit without trying to shoehorn in island flashbacks because they would not have fit this episode. Sure. True. Um, 
I have opinions, but I feel like yours differ from mine, and I really, I'm really intrigued. <laughs> yes, okay. um, let's do it. Uh, people are gonna get so mad at me. I love Arrow. Mm-hmm. I have been gone, obviously. <laughs> Is the... that the different opinion? No, wait, 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 wait. I've been gone, obviously, from this for a few weeks because I was doing some travels and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I caught up on everything. All at once. And every single episode, I was like, ooh, yeah, this is getting so good. So good. And then I watched this episode, and it was very lackluster for me. Mm. Um, I did watch the crossover from Flash. I actually liked that one better than this one. And I felt like this one was trying to cluster because it was the 100th episode. I loved the acting. Don't get me wrong. The storyline, me... I just felt like they were trying to compile all these characters in this one episode to celebrate the fact that it was a hundredth episode, that no storyline really could be complete because we got a snippet of this person and a snippet of this person, and hey, it was really good to see you. I enjoyed seeing you, but the actual story itself, and maybe because I'm not a big alien person, I was like, mm. oh, I feel the exact opposite. This episode was so much stronger than The Flash last night. I was ready to throw stuff after watching The Flash last night, and I thought this episode was very cohesive it was really good at hey remember this hey remember this storyline hey let's kind of wander down this au where this could have been without going hi guys like i feel like it was all very well fit in the only one who really got the short end of the stick in the uh uh, communal hallucination was dig (laughs) (laughs) we needed to fit you somewhere sorry Whatever. I mean, he got to be the main hero, though. I'd like to imagine that that means that secretly he wishes he was the Green Arrow and, like, resents he all of her so arrow. much. He was an angry arrow. Or a hood. He was an angry hood. Well, so I, was I, all I, of I'm her. Gonna, oh, yeah, but I'm I just felt like... with arrow, not hood. hood. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just think little... that he took on... It was just interesting because he took on the angry persona that Oliver had, right? Because usually Diggle is a little reserved, but he's smart, wise, and everything else. And this time he was the, I really can't control my anger I'll be Oliver whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't see growl 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 what did you think well it's funny like last night's flash and tonight's arrow I still think the human target may be uh, wearing the Oliver mask because I've liked Oliver the past two episodes and I normally think he's a giant douche <laughs> um, so I love that well, he normally is and, and so. the uh, mention of Tommy being a doctor in Chicago was literally the best thing ever because yes RP Tommy Merlin I'm so sad Tommy couldn't come. Well, you know, he's a doctor. He works a lot of hours, and Chicago's not exactly next door. It's like... (laughs) We got the the nice, fun Tommy hologram at the end. Yeah. 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 Yes. Waving next to Yoda. Strange photoshopped Tommy Merlin (laughs) on the stairs. Um, yeah. The hallucinogenic Oliver Queen cheerleading squad. It was like the end of Evangelion up in there. Very good job. I have a lot of thoughts about this episode, <laughs> and now that we have the first two installments of the main part of this crossover to look at next to each other, it's interesting to me that they chose to air the crossover at the same time as Supergirl was doing their midseason finale, Arrow was having their 100th episode. There are other considerations that are significant that are overlapping, so it definitely feels a little bit like we're trying to balance, not just within the story, but on like a meta level, we're trying to balance a lot of really big moving parts that don't necessarily fit that comfortably or easily together. Having said that, while not every moment worked last night for me, and certainly I think we'll talk about there, there were a few moments tonight that didn't quite work for me either. The, I loved both of these episodes. Like, I no reservations. I loved both of them. And it feels... These shows now feel like 
reading a comic book. Yeah. The, yeah. the experience is so like reading a comic book in a way that has ne- I've never seen on TV, which I think is insanely exciting. Yeah, and uh, expanding on your your statement about like what the, them balancing all the different parts, like to me, after thinking about it the last couple days and kind of hearing people's feedback, like it really it I think that. Because it, it's hard for me to see it from a casual viewer standpoint. Right. Um, but, like, I imagine uh, Supergirl being the, its finale and, and this being the 100th episode. It, it it gives extra incentive to to watch these in the midst of the crossover if you don't care about, like, who the Legends are or what right. the Flash is doing. So you're like, all right, great. I'm going to watch this, this mid-season finale and then maybe I'll get a little spice. Or I'll watch this 100th episode, really feel the feels, and then, like, get a little bit of fun on the side. That's true. It makes sense, too, how they would be making some of these decisions to maybe pull in viewers that aren't watching all the shows. I think it's no accident that both tonight's episode and last night's episode had a scene where we stopped so that a character from a different show could introduce all of the other characters by name. And I was like, that's actually really smart, because if you're only watching this because you like the flash, you don't know these people either. So Cisco gets all their names. Now you have them. Now we can move on. And right. now I have to wonder if they're going to do that tomorrow because Legends was definitely a show made for fans that were already watching Flash and Arrow. So if they're working off that metric, are we going to have another introduction scene or is it just going to be like, let's be real, if you're watching this, you know who these people are already. I would let's say Nate and Vixen were both on the ship almost the entire time. That's a good so point. So we could get a scene of, hi, I'm Steel. I'm Animal Powers Lady. Who are you guys? And then we'll recap it. I would be a little surprised if we don't get a, even a condensed who are you scene. And right. Really quick, I don't mean to cut you guys off, but I do want to see if we can get the chat pulled up on the main screen. That would be awesome. So we can see whatever you guys are saying in the chat room. But let's talk about some of the flashbacks. Anybody have one that was in particular their favorite? And before I open that floor up, I just want to say I was reading an article. And I don't remember who was commenting on it. It was a writer or a director of some sorts. And they were just saying how they felt like this is one of Stephen Amell's best episodes yes. emotionally and I oh, will yeah. say I definitely agree I've never been a team Laurel Oliver person just because you know I liked Felicity and what have you but I definitely think they worked so well in this particular episode they I, obviously have yeah. chemistry yeah I would go so far as to say this is series best work for both of them oh, oh I yeah. yes yeah I would agree and I just god I think everyone's still sitting here going oh my god I miss I I, I miss Laurel Oh, here she is. Ah, shoot. And I like oh, this is not going to end well for mm-hmm. anyone. But, but yeah. you know what? It made me really curious, though, because earlier, in a few episodes back, we were all talking about Laurel coming back when it was spoiled that Katie Cassidy was going to come back to the episode. And one of the things that I had read was a comment by Wendy Miracle. She said she was coming back. She said it was because of Flashpoint. But she also made it seem like Laurel was going to be back for good. My assumption when I saw that was either it was going to be her around as Black Siren a little bit more, or yeah. or that that's right, that's right, or that maybe they'd find a, a Laurel from Earth, I don't know, one hundred and eighteen or something. Right. But now apparently she's going to be all over the place, so it's entirely possible it'll be a combination of both, and then we'll get weird alien mind control Laurel like we got tonight. The applications are endless. Yeah, to mm. me, the way that they Laurels opened up with him calling her Dinah Laurel Lance and just the whole tone throughout, this is like, why is this not the Laurel we had the entire time? This is someone I could have believed becoming Black Canary 
And so maybe this is sort of them rebooting the character to make her what, you know, most of us expected. Because I like Black Siren, and I would love for her to join the uh, Legion of Doom on Legends. <laughs> but yeah, I would really like to see Dinah Lance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just kind of elaborating yeah. on that. I think that she was so perfect because she was everyone's view of that character, especially post-mortem. Yes. Um, and so, like, we got to see how, how everyone else sees her, which I thought was a really nice touch. And this is also, I would imagine that they've been pl- they've been planning this crossover since we got news that, okay, our three shows are renewed and we're getting Supergirl. We're doing a four-way. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's have some fun. And so if they already knew, okay, she's going to be in the grave. We have to find a way to bring her back. They've probably had a lot of time to put into this one. And so the writing is a little tighter, at yeah. least for Arrow. Because for the Arrow writers, they're also doing, okay, this is our 100th episode. This has to be special. And so, yeah, I, I think you're right with getting the idealized version of Laurel, because she's one of the only people. She's one of the only people that is not in the Matrix at this point. She is a Matrix construct. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting too that that you talk about the writing being a little bit tighter tonight, and I I do not disagree with that. I think it's so interesting that in the span of one episode, we've got a show that feels arguably the least like itself it's ever felt. Yes. You've got spaceships, you've got yes. all Queen firing lasers, you've got them running away from aliens, and maybe yes. and maybe that's your cup of tea, and maybe it's not. However, in the same 40-minute block. You've got, to me, this show feeling the most like itself I think it ever has. And reminding me of not just its own history, but the fact that, all right, I was watching this episode tonight thinking about how before we started this season of all these shows, we had four seasons of Arrow, one of Supergirl, one of Legends, one of Flash. So that's seven seasons of storytelling and universe building. Dear God. We are now playing in a universe that feels massive. Mm-hmm. And I love that we can go all the way back to the beginning and we can look at the kernel of where it started. We can track it through what the what the present is now where we've got the new recruits trying to save them, buddying up with the Flash and Supergirl. And then we can go way egregiously over the top with the aliens and all of that. And it feels of a piece within the story they're telling. That's very impressive to me. Yeah. This was just a really yeah. good episode. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I really enjoyed... I acknowledge your statement. <laughs> I, I acknowledge really the well first said. half of the statement. I, yeah. um, again, I never. I, I felt like the acting for every son, single one of the actors was spectacular. That's what I think. And <laughs> I will leave it at that. But We're I, did, a moment. I did enjoy seeing Moira back. She yes. looked... Freaking stunning. Yeah. Uh, you, this is going to be a weird comment that has relatively nothing to do with the storyline itself, but we haven't seen her in a few years. And she looked just as good, if not better, than when we saw her before and extremely youthful. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact that she's a lot more happier in this universe. Because even as Thea mentioned, we have happiness. And every single person that wasn't, or that was a part of this facade, was just so light. And everything about them. You know when they say stress can weigh you down? Mm. I don't know. She just... Everybody seems so much... I don't know. Yeah. But I think part of it is it's lighting. It's changing the makeup. It's all that fun of stuff. Course. On the back Purposely end. Done. And then on the front end, this is an idealized matrix simulation. Right. Like, that is 100% what this is. And so, of course, everyone's going to look better and look happier. And it's going to be better because... 
you're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to stay in this nice little world and not ever think about anything else. That was why the initial matrix failed. <laughs> because the human brain does not First believe all, in a perfect, idealized world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call someone out. East Blue Drew. Don't cuss at me. That's rude. <laughs> I will call you out on that. I'm entitled to my own opinion. Yeah. As is he. I respect his opinion. Likewise. And I High think, five for respect. I think having diverse opinions makes for an interesting show. If we all agreed on the same thing and all said, yeah, then we would be sitting here in silence. It would be boring. Yeah. So. Or we would just all be saying, yeah. 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 Controversy is is good. Which, by the way, that's like amusing for the first 30 seconds, but by minute 41, that's going to be really unpleasant to listen (laughs) to. (laughs) Right. You know there are only people who will listen to four hours of that just (laughs) to see what the end's going to be. And at the end, it's going to be, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe it, like, is a a, a sound frequency that just unlocks relaxation centers in the brain and we all become millionaires. It'd be amazing. (laughs) That would be awesome, too. (laughs) But you can get this podcast for free on iTunes. (laughs) Yeah. Lucretia, we haven't heard anything from you in a little while, and I apologize. You're just so far away over there, so so throw something at me. Well, I'm just super comfy on this couch. (laughs) Um, And everyone in the chat keeps mentioning Constantine and making me sad because he wasn't in this episode. Oh, and he still doesn't have his show. What about Friday night, Constantine, and then you don't cancel it? I guess we could yeah. technically, all right, We could if we want to include the season one of Constantine, then we're at eight seasons, and you know what? D- network yeah. deals are what they are. If Supergirl exists on Earth 38, I, I, my headcanon is that Constantine's on, like, Earth 46. <laughs> Sorry. Vidar DJ 16 Starkill. That's one heck of an interesting name. So has anyone else strangely turned on by everyone saying, yeah, yeah, like that? No, just me? Okay. We found our market. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I heard it. So someone's going to take that like three seconds and loop it for three hours and just be like, yeah. So, okay, so we we were just talking about Oliver seeing his parents again. Yeah. And we were acknowledging repeatedly how impressed we were with Stephen Amell's work on this episode in particular. So even though they feel a little bit disconnected, these crossover episodes are telling one big story. So last night, earlier in this same story, we got to see Oliver and Barry bond over the loss, the mutual loss Mm -hmm, of their mm -hmm. parents, Mm -hmm. and how heavy that still weighs on Oliver. So now having them in front of him again, and then having to say goodbye to them again, that, like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm sitting going, like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cry... I'm crying, like, start crying thinking about it. It's yeah. it's incredibly powerful. And again, like, mad props to Stephen Amell because he was killing it this episode. Oh, yeah. And this is something that you wouldn't have gotten if this was the first season of the show. This is something that has the weight of five seasons behind it. So well written, so well acted that you get these moments like this and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, boy, here we go. And the thing is, is it's I'm very dying. reminiscent of uh, the first uh, crossover with the Flash and Arrow. And one of my favorite scenes of all time is when Oliver's talking about losing both of his parents, seeing them first die, seeing them die in front of him. And then Barry's like, I saw my mom die too, and I don't go around torturing people. And he's like, uh, I'm just more less emotionally healthy than you, Barry. <laughs> like, that, that's 
one of my favorite Oliver moments where he just owns the fact that he, he's not well adjusted. <laughs> well, and now Barry absolutely has no leg to stand on yeah. in terms of that anymore because he literally he screwed up the everything. world. So yeah. I, I really love now that Supergirl can hang out with them. You've got two really, uh, really cheery, even though Flash is maybe a little more somber the past uh, year or so. Two like ultimately very cheery up superheroes oh, talking yeah. with like especially with Renee. Yes, who's just not some of these moments, and we'll talk about them. Some of these moments didn't quite land for me. I adored Flash being like, "What's your deal, dude? Why are you yeah. so mad?" Your damage, like, yeah, the yeah. delivery on that. Being so was sassy beautiful. about it. You know that Supergirl's gonna go back to her Earth and be like, yeah, you know, I like Barry, but everyone else on Earth 1 is kind of a dick. Why are they so mad? <laughs> Wait, what was the line, though? I think Renee said it was between... Uh, when he was talking to the Flash and he was talking to Supergirl, something about saving the world. Oh, you guys think you just saved the world and this is us? And they, they looked at each other and they go... Well, we, we, do we do make the world a better. better place. Yeah. And, well, you know, when Renee had said, so obviously he's, you know, I don't need no stinking superheroes and they're evil and blah, blah, blah. And obviously something happened to you in the past. My theory. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he had his butt saved and for him to be like, I don't give apologies, sweetheart. I was like, he yeah. basically, he he basically apologizes yeah. without, but yeah. so those moments, I really liked all of those scenes. That tiny mini arc for Renee didn't, did not quite work. I thought all it the lost. actors did a very fine job with it, but on the page, it didn't quite work for there, me. There were two of those that I'm, I'm with you. It felt like we had a couple of things where if they had been through the entire episode, if there had been a little bit of time devoted to them, then... I would have liked them more. They would have felt more organic. But, well, I hate aliens and superpowers. And five minutes later, you know, aliens and superpowers are okay. Like, yeah. okay, well, that came out of nowhere and went back just as quickly. Yes. Same with Thea. I'm staying here. I've had 35 seconds to think about it, and I have changed my mind. I was Maybe. expecting her to come back. I was expecting her to come back towards the end of that fight and turn the tide for someone somehow. But Not Maybe. to just be like, hey, guys, what's happening? My, okay, my only... A potential explanation that is in no way validated by the episode is maybe time works differently in Dominator Inception Land. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. for everybody else it was a few seconds, but for Thea, she'd been sitting thinking about it for hours, having yeah. some cocktails, and right. suddenly I'm Inception sober again and I know what I have to do. <laughs> well, they'd also been in there for less than a day, and the stuff that was going on with Oliver was a day and some change. Yeah. Also, so, whatever. Also, <laughs> the thing that got her out is kicking alien butt and she's like man i'm gonna miss all that alien butt kicking so i got i gotta get out there for sure um, I just love Oliver. okay i'll leave you here in this alien hallucination pod i mean i'm gonna have to rip you out eventually but um for now enjoy for now well, for now right that's the other thing too where the part of me was like uh, why don't you just leave her and assume that hopefully you guys will win and then it's just gonna cancel the dominator dreamland anyway I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's well. We needed that moment, and Maybe I like again. I like the way they played the moment where he says goodbye to Thea. Yes. Yeah. I also that was good. Showing up thirty seconds later, I changed my mind. Like, that was fast. That came. Fr that went nowhere. Great. Awesome. Uh. Okay. So these two moments, I'm going to from a from a writing perspective, they are they fulfilled a necessary purpose in that they are the alternative perspective that like so. In the Flash and in and yeah, I guess basically just the Flash. Um, 
and everything leading up to now, everyone has been really accepting about things that are happening. It's like, oh, you're from an, another uh, dimension? Okay. Oh, you're from another... There's aliens? Cool. Um, so I like, in in terms of Renee, that he is kind of... Uh, he views metas the same way that, like, Albert does uh, from The Flash, if you're not watching The Flash. Um, in that metas aren't necessarily the... Like, they're not necessarily accepted by everyone so I, I liked that 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 was a necessary thing because i felt like everyone was being so accepting of things and the same with thea in that she made a good point that you know in this dream world whether it's a dream or not um it is everything that they've ever wanted sure. i mean despite what's happening outside um Maybe the maybe the aliens just wanted to give the humans everything that they wanted. Well, they poke and probe inside their brain. Which yeah. I love too. That's exactly what the dominators are about in the comics as well, is they're they're more about let's sit back and not get our hands too dirty and probe for intelligence. So I liked I liked that aspect of it. And there was something else I was gonna say that I forgot. Did it have yeah. anything to do with Thea? Or- yes, I was oh. gonna no that thank you. Uh, B T mailer. So, uh, I, I, Tari, I completely get what you're saying, and I agree with you, and I'm glad that there was that alternate point of view represented. The reason it maybe rang a little false for me, and maybe this is ultimately what it, what it is, maybe, Katie, for you as well, is not so much that there was a change of heart. It's not even that it happened that quickly in both cases. Yeah. It's that we had a character who all of a sudden took a really hardline stance, and then in a very short span of time took the immediate opposite hardline stance without you know what i mean like i would yeah yeah, i would understand if if renee had the same scene but it was with a little bit more of like i'm still not super comfortable with this but i appreciate that you just saved me from dying horribly so okay we're it's tenuous but we're gonna get there like you saved my life i'll give you that it feels like we did a total 180 in both cases really really quickly yeah yeah and that's that's just what didn't ring true for me tonight. And honestly, if it's two moments out of the whole episode, yeah, I'm not. These aren't even complaints. This is more like, hmm. And that that's yeah. that's again. That's why I liked it better than Flash because for Flash, the whole through line with the drama was just like, oh God, really, we're doing this. But for these, it was like, well, that was a weird little moment. Oh, it's getting good again. On top of Can that, we talk about that fight scene. I yeah yeah. Actually, I wanted to call out a few people that are tweeting. So really quick. Paradox Kids says that Oliver's leadership and maturity in the crossover has been outstanding. And then Billie Jean Girl is actually the one who was saying, what did you think about the fight between Barry, Kara, and the Cyberwoman? And I'm glad you said the Cyberwoman because I would have called her Finger Lady. (laughs) Cyberwoman is a Torchwood reference. I know. I can't get that I real that made me really happy, uh, but not down anywhere the near eye, as down happy. To the half the body, as, down to everything. Okay, so uh, Flash and Supergirl tagging each other in and out of a fight and punch clotheslining this robot lady is, oh, yeah. is, is is about my favorite thing that that exists now. And if we're gonna have Torchwood references. Could Malcolm be bisexual with John Constantine, like in that fan fiction I sort of wrote? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how badly I wanted that in my life until literally just now. <laughs> no, planting seeds. <laughs> I'm in it. I am in it to win it. Oh, my God. It was actually nice to going into a different fight, but going back into the 
alternate universe, if you That's will. That's the fight I wanted to oh, talk okay. about. Okay, it was actually, it was cool to see, because Malcolm, where have you been? It was cool to see him. I did not expect to see Damien Dark, so that one caught me off guard. I'm sure this cast probably had so much fun reuniting with each other and be yes. like, hey, hey. But somebody in the chat had said, and it already scrolled up, but she'd said, I could not take Deathstroke seriously because he looked like he was in a cosplay outfit. <laughs> Deathstroke has always looked like that. That's pretty I, much what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. yeah I know. That's his thing. I really wanted somebody to fight him and accidentally knock off the mask and it actually be Manu Bennett. I know. That would be great. I'm, I was really amused that Damien Dark didn't seem to have magic in the Matrix. I guess oh. computer just, science just has no, no reason for that. But I love the fact that the enemies from Ray's past that he had to face were Slade soldiers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that now. Because I was like, okay, those are random army people. Oh, no, they're not. Oh. Yeah, they killed his fiance. Yeah, yeah. that they yeah. reached deep for that. And I love that they did that. I love that they went there. The choreography for this. Well done, Bamford. Well done. Holy cow. And some of the framing for this, just the fight with like this the water coming from the sprinklers and the moon behind him, the frame the framing for some of these shots was just Did you guys have a favorite moment in that fight? Because I did That one. That one with the framing and the uh, yes. Okay, for you was that one. And also Thea firing the arrow and Sarah grabbing it. That is it and putting it in Damien Dark the way he did to her sister. Yes. Yes. I Loved that. Yeah, that oh, yeah. was the best moment, and then Destro getting it in the eye again. But yeah, yeah Destro yeah. was killed twice in this episode. Yeah. So apparently, Matrix Deathstroke is a wuss because <laughs> it wasn't really Manu. No, you know, love the gem brought up a point. I actually was thinking the same thing too when I was watching it. Is where's Nissa? I would have loved to actually seen her there because. She is an enemy, but she's not an enemy, but she is an enemy. And then there's also Katie Lotz, who's in there. Sarah, yeah. excuse me. Her and she yeah. was very much playing yeah. the more lesbian side of her character versus being bisexual. Yes. So to see the two head-to-head, because it felt like what the aliens were trying to do with these figments of their imagination, if you will, is pull out from their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like when Oliver was trying to leave through the portal and you've got every single person he's ever loved or been important to him sitting there, it's almost like they were trying to keep them in that world. So why didn't Sarah have that opposing Nyssa force? Yeah, that was very odd. I guess Katrina Law wasn't available, but she had been in multiple seasons. Same yes. thing with Lila was in the Flash episode, but she wasn't in tonight's yeah. episode. Yeah. But my uh, had brought that up, and I was like, yeah, that's true. She was in the flashbacks from the one before. Yeah, my assumption my assumption is that wherever, in the present, where we were spending time with Barry and Kara and the recruits is that she's just off somewhere doing Argus stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the president did just get murdered. Yeah, he, the yeah. president got yeah. incinerated in this universe. She's probably super busy. <laughs> I, I, I get why we wouldn't bring Nyssa back, because we're trying to keep in, in this Matrix fantasy world, it's none of this has ever happened. No one ever went on the boat. It's all very nice and normal. And no one went into the League of Assassins. No one yep. was on the island. But she met her at the League of Assassins. So it's a lot harder to retcon, oh, this is this person whom I love and I met them here. It's much easier just to leave them out so they don't start triggering those memories. Yeah, that explains. Because the only yeah. memories of her that Sarah has start with the League of Assassins and then go on. Yep, right. No, but I meant at that end fight scene, though, at that point, because Malcolm showed up at it, well, he was... He's, but he's saying, Thea's demon to deal with, and Damien Dark at this point is Sarah's, Sarah's. demon to deal with. This yeah. is not really her demon. 
the only real demon that was missing was Andy. That, yeah. But somebody said that yes. the actor was yeah. actually busy. That would have been, that was Makes my sense. assumption. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which I assume is the same reason we didn't actually see Amanda Bennett's face. But that actually, I was I was thinking about why there was such a low League of Assassins presence in this in this Matrix scenario, and that is actually a perfect explanation yeah. in universe for oh, why that would be. But what about Deadshot? Like, he could have been there, too. I love that shot. I guess he was busy. Siva yeah. Ram is yelling at us right now. Panel talking about Ra's al Ghul. We're talking about it right there. now. We're yeah. literally talking we're on a, about it right now. delay, right? The panel is on a, the panel. <laughs> the uh, chat is on a minute delay. Yeah. So and and to be fair, Malcolm Merlin did a stint as Ra's al Ghul, so there was some demons head representation happening in this lineup. <laughs> there was a little bit. And we're talking about demons and losing parents. Slade killed his mom. Yeah, that's and he and got that's the what sword. we're focusing on. That's the big deal here. We are dealing with someone. Each of them is dealing with someone who caused a massive loss in their lives. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I wish for Thea, Shadow it was her back. loss of agency. Thanks, Dad. Poor oh, Thea. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the quote unquote current time of what's going on because even though they were small little increments and bits, I think that they deserve being talked about as well. We had Curtis, who was he's normally a little he geeks out over stuff, but he was real enthused this entire episode. I don't blame him. Oh my god! I'm so happy, but I'm so yeah. mad. But I'm so happy, and I'm like, that's how I've been watching this entire crossover. Well done, <laughs> Curtis is the audience. It's like they're assholes, but I, this is so cool. <laughs> I I like that everyone was so annoyed with him. It, it like it made me because he's doing everything that ev- like what like what Cisco does and what he does on a regular basis. But everyone's like, just do your job, bro. <laughs> He is, and I love, even the chat is calling him Mr. Terrible. And they're wrong. And I'm like, I love him. I love how Cisco's like, oh, your techie makes TV references too. Real original. That's true, and and Cisco's grumpy this season, so it's probably even more off-putting, because it's like, it's the happier, taller version of me. I am so tired of grumpy cat Cisco, I just can't even. I I agree. I'm so done with him. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. I love it. We know you don't. Put your hood up and pull the strings, like... I don't mind it. Yes, exactly that. Sharpen your little throwing knives. Okay, you know who we didn't see in the present in this episode was Prometheus. So do you think Prometheus watched the news and was like, I'm taking a break. Nope, take the week off. And Artemis. Yeah, I assume Artemis, because we saw her apparently sell the team out at the end of one of the last ones, I assume she's off somewhere being duplicitous. Yeah, Marty yeah. she's having a date with Prometheus. East Blue Drew brought... Interesting. That's an interesting ship. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say Mark Guggenheim brought up the uh, reason Artemis wasn't in the episode is because it would be too distracting because she was going to be a big part. They're going to reveal the betrayal in the next one. Okay, that makes sense. Ah, okay. But yeah, I want to know what what Prometheus is up to this week. Well, it's uh, Sipa Ram says you're Prometheus, so why don't you tell us, Lex? He is uh, not co-hosting an after show. That's not what he's doing. In the chat, I wanted to talk about this. I like that they brought this up. Uh, East Blue Drew says the religion stuff was really smart, and I like that. I don't know if they'd mentioned it earlier on in the season. I'd never picked up that Rory was Jewish. I don't know if they'd ever said that. I don't know if there were context clues that just went straight over my head because I'm Roman Catholic and we're not known for knowing things about other religions. We're bad at that. So it was really 
interesting just to have this moment that kind of came out of nowhere, like, okay, we're going to talk about religion, and then have it come back in their language and have a basis for knowing the Dominator's language and being able to decode it. Like, that Hmm. I love. That was cool. That was incredible. Very cool. Especially since there was the reference about, well, if there really is a God, then why would there be aliens and blah, 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 and then they're speaking the language of God. Of the Torah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I actually like when they bring up faith as an alternative point of view. Um, Lucifer is another show that's really great about doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting to see that perspective because so much of TV tries to veer away from it, Mm -hmm. but it's such a major part of our world. And especially with, you know, it was used to help because, yeah, what language would aliens be speaking? And he recognized it right off the bat. Like, well done. And Chad is saying that they mentioned it once earlier. Oh, Okay. We missed that. Uh, cool. really quickly, I knew though, Felicity was Jewish. Like, yeah, I picked yeah. up on that. I just want to say, I know that, unfortunately, fans, we started a little bit late tonight, so I apologize. Uh, that also leaves us with not quite as much time tonight to do the show, so I, w- I want you to have an opportunity to read some of the things from our iTunes comment yeah. box, because I know you said you want to say it before we wrap the show. So let's, let's hear from you guys a little bit. We always appreciate when you rate and comment and do all those fantastic things. So take it away, Katie, and well, if you're not I've ready... Well, i get the thing to load again, because okay. the I- uh, iTunes on my iPad hates me occasionally, but... You guys, do you mind if I do the spiel or do you want to? Uh, go ahead, do the spiel. But while you do the spiel, I'm just going to go ahead and cue my engineer to say if you could please cue up all the news and gossip I have. Thank you guys so much for everyone who goes on to iTunes, who rates and subscribes and reviews. It is really super helpful for us because when that happens, of course, we read your reviews and we adore them. And also our producers read the reviews. They take a look at these and say, people really like this Arrow After Show. We should keep doing this Arrow After Show. So that is how you keep us on the air season after season, is going on and saying, yes, I really love these reviews. And that's that's the best you can do for us. You can go onto iTunes, you can rate us five stars, and you can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review saying, yes, this is why I like this. If you are not in the American iTunes store, if you are in the British store or the Australian store or somewhere else, we love you. We cannot see your reviews. Please take a screen cap of them and put them in our hashtag. Same as if you're reviewing the podcast on Google Music. Seriously, screen cap the reviews, throw them in the hashtag ABTV Arrow. We will see them. You will get a shout out. Seriously, we adore you guys. Okay, we have five. I love you. We, we only have seven more minutes, so let's get to it. We don't, oh, yeah. All right, we have five new reviews. We have awesome podcast from a string of numbers. <laughs> love, love, love this podcast. Awesome show, even better podcast. Lex and Tara, you guys are my heroes. Wish I knew much about the DC universe. You guys keep up the good work, everybody. Peace. We love you too. Yeah. Predictions you're awesome. by Bayfan74. Carly Pope is Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all the DC after shows. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a great buzz by Master of Gamers Forever. Always look forward to this after show every Thursday morning on iTunes. Love the camaraderie between the hosts and love listening to Lex and Tari nerd out. Yeah. yeah! We love you too! Yeah, yeah you're awesome! I'm not a good enough nerd. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Fashionably, fashionably late by Browncoat VC. Uh, I'm showing up late to this party too. ABTV Ruby SAO and Attack on Titan. Hello, that's nice. all mine. And brown coat for life. I can happily what? say that this is fantastic. This is as fantastic as all of the rusty after show podcasts I've listened to. These episodes are an awesome way to wrap up my nightly arrow binges the day following. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. And my personal favorite review title. Okay. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> 
From Alex for Real Ratchet. I love this show. While I watch Arrow, I think about what everyone's going to say. Tara's such a nerd, it's convenient. Katie is a beast. Hey! Lex is always fun. Because of him, I have the Arrow theme stuck in my head. And Ali Kona's name is on point. (laughs) Nice. nice to say about you, but I do like your name. So, with that said, let's get into some of the videos because we have some really awesome Okay, it was the other girl whose name I can't spell is on point. And so I filled in and then I failed. Got it. You are on point. Okay. Alright, so really quick, this is actually a really funny video, so let's just watch when I'm going to talk. Okay. Have you guys seen the Stephen Amell School of Butt Acting? <laughs> of what? Butt acting. Oh, God. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> have you guys seen this? Uh-uh. You guys ever seen this on YouTube? <laughs> have you guys been playing a lot of joke on me for five years? <laughs> All right, and let's skip ahead to the second cue. There was a great crossover episode we had. So I'm going to skip ahead to what the Stephen Amell School of Butt Acting really is because David Ramsey is going to do a demonstration for you of what exactly it looks like to see the butt acting. So my engineer is queuing that up. He's got the time cue, and then we're going to pull it right on back. In the meantime... I'd like to imagine that it's... Speaking of butts, they said we forgot to mention uh, Buns of Steel. He was there. Yes. We need to hit the last couple minutes. So, when Steven's done with his line, only me and Willa can see this. When Steven's done saying his heroic line, this is what his right butt cheek does. <laughs> You're tied up. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. Hold, please. Oh, dear God. You can look it up on YouTube, but it was just funny because the gist of it is that Stephen Amell had no idea he was clenching his butt as he's saying these lines. I thought it was awesome. So good. Um, I had it skin tight. Oh, God. Yeah. That's how he gets his voice so deep. Um, Omega Delta Phoenix says, is this CW fan fiction? (laughs) If anybody doesn't know, Stephen Amell got hit head-butted by a fan in a bar. Yeah, somebody wanted to fight the Green Arrow. Yeah. My name's Andrew, and I wanted to ask you how you are because of your face. (laughs) Oh, I'm green. Like once and for all. I can't believe that it took five years for this to happen, but I was I was out in a bar in Syracuse having a really good time watching the UFC fights. Some dude taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. He goes, wham! Headbutts me right in the face. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I want to fight the Green Arrow. <laughs> and then I said a bunch of things that I can't repeat on stage. Uh, and... And I was like, no, no, <laughs> I'm a dad. <laughs> and then it kicks him out of the bar. Okay, the end. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so in case you're wondering, that's the real story from his mouth, and let's get into predictions. We, we need to hit the last, like, two minutes of the episode, because that is our segue into okay, Legends go for it. of Tomorrow. Go. Yes. 
We have them getting out of the Matrix hallucination, finding I God, I love alien laser guns. They're just so stupid looking. They and so intuitive. So happy and so <laughs> intuitive. Design principles are universal. Finding a dropship, failing to pilot the dropship because what am alien interface? Evidently yep. these are not universal. And getting picked up by the Wave Rider. And yes. right when that happened, I was thinking, oh, they're in space. They're going to have to use the Wave Rider next episode to, oh, it's here already. Hey! Yeah, okay! Yeah. And there was Buns of Steel for his brief moment. Yes, we see Steel show up, and uh, they're and, looking for... Yeah, and Gideon's able to translate the phrase, like, the weapon's almost ready. Well, that's not good. That's never good. Mm. Yeah. So, prediction music. After Buzz TV predictions. I'm actually going to start with our guest, because she's our guest. And I have not allowed you to talk as much as I would love to hear you. Be our guest. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I have uh, a lot of thoughts about Arrow. I mean, as I already mentioned, there will be, um, you know, the resolution to the Artemis betrayal next episode. I feel that they will find out. um, So that'll go on. But I know that Talia al Ghul is supposed to be uh, part of the show in the next half. And it's supposed to be flashback. So I wonder how she ties in with Russia and that that may, you know, we may see Sarah, I'm hoping, with the Ogles. Because that's where she would have been. I have some interesting, interesting, uh, you know, because you'd mentioned flashbacks and one of the things the producers had said is they'd only planned on doing flashbacks for five years. He was gone for five years. It's been five seasons. And then he said, well, we didn't really expect the show to do this well. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you actually admitted that out loud. Yeah, we didn't think we'd have a massive TV universe now. So now he said there won't be, I do believe he said they're after this season, they're done with flashbacks. But then there's this crazy thing that Stephen Amell had said that he doesn't know if there's actually going to be any more Arrow after this that potentially this could be the last season. Yes, they've talked about wanting to get back to basics and do what they excel at doing and his comments seem to suggest that if they get to the end of this year and feel like they didn't do that, then they really have to think about what the value is in continuing. Yeah, and that makes sense because we've we've seen what happens when shows go on for too long. I mean, Supernatural's on the same network, and Supernatural had issues for a very long but chunk of time. This season is really good. Rick's yeah. yeah, is Lucifer, guys. That's too. <laughs> yeah, no, Supernatural has gotten better, but Supernatural was supposed to end after a certain point, and then they were like, "No, keep renewing it. It brings the fans in." And so for a while, the series really suffered. Sure. And on the flip side, you and this is my go-to example, Gravity Falls. Two seasons, but it had a plan. Sure. And it was executed well. It's not a series that would have done well being dragged out. And Arrow, I think, is somewhere in the middle. Like, we're really successful. We're still really successful. Oh, my God, what are we doing? And so yeah. I like this idea of thinking about it and saying, where do we need to go? How do we want to end things? And having a sort of planned end date. So they're not just spinning us along endlessly trying to keep things going. Yeah, I would definitely prefer you end your story and then keep, frankly, keep Stephen Amell around as one of your network contracted players and have him show up everywhere. Although, to be fair, he's also been playing the same character for five years and maybe he is ready to do something else and come back periodically. Yeah. So I, I understand, as much as I would miss the show and I hope it stays on... If that's their reasoning, I do understand. But he also said, too, don't worry, guys. At the beginning of this season, someone said something. He said, don't worry. I've signed a contract till 2020. We're good. Uh, But that's if they decide to continue. I was going to say, that doesn't necessarily mean. I guess. All I know is we're getting kicked off in about 30 seconds. Do we want to say any quick 
anything predictions in the 30 seconds that we have. So in the in the promo for tomorrow night's conclusion, it sounds like the Dominators issue an ultimatum to Earth to turn over at least the Flash or they will presumably destroy the planet. I love that because that is right out of the original crossover comic books. Turn over Earth's metahuman superheroes or pay the price. In the comic books, Earth gives the Dominators a big ol' F you. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I, interested to see tomorrow because Legends of Tomorrow is really good at its gigantic set piece knockdown dragouts. And that's what we have. Tori gets the last word. Go. I think that uh, the implication that the their language is ancient means that we can go back in time and figure out what may have uh, either created the Dominators or a way to defeat them using something in the past, etc. Okay, we are so past our time. So thank you guys so much for joining us for this fantastic crossover episode. Thank you to our special guest, Lucretia. Waves and cheers, clap some more. I'm Allie Kona Bradford at Boys and Beauty 01. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. Find me on on Hollywood Shit. It is a podcast. I'll leave links all over my Twitter. Find me on Instagram, blazy blazy blazy. Love everybody. Cherish their opinions. It's okay. We're diverse. It doesn't matter. We all love the show. Indeed. That's all. Go ahead. I am Lex Michael. All of our social media at the Lex Michael. Join us tomorrow night at the same time. Me, Lucretia, and special guest Tari J. Miller yeah, yeah, as we yeah, break yeah. down Legends of Tomorrow, the conclusion to this four-part crossover. You have a cat hair that's doing this. <laughs> and I, my cat hair will be there, too. Yeah! Oh, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And tomorrow, like he said. Yep. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajay. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on so many shows. Monday, which Monday, uh, Z Nation just got renewed for its season four. We're around for that. Uh, Tuesday, Star Wars Rebels. Wednesday, of course, Arrow. Hello, I'm here. Thursdays alternate between Ruby and Robots in Disguise. This week, it is Ruby. Steven Universe is also back. And a final note to the chat, a bisexual woman dating a man does not mean she's not bisexual. And that's all. No, Drop the mic. Everybody in the chat. Good night. Good. Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought okay. she. Oh. You're good. Where are you from, Lucretia? <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, I'm at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And <laughs> <laughs> now for real. Good night. Goodbye. We love you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Crossover, 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 crossover. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.